morning, everyone. Welcome to Emmett Audio. <clears throat> it's overcast. It's fairly warm. 45 degrees. I'm walking with my new 45-pound plate, as usual. <clears throat> I think I'm going to build this up to carrying it around for a chunk of my time. The best shape I've ever been in my life was when I was on a long backpacking trip. And I was carrying, I think I started out carrying 60 pounds, went down to 45 after a couple days, because we ate, you know, a bunch of food. And, uh... Yeah, that was the best shape I was ever in my whole life. And I feel like I can see myself doing this <coughs> once I get acclimated to it a bit for longer and longer portions of my day. See how that goes. Obviously, it's not quite the same as actually hiking with the weight, but <coughs> this ties into what I want to talk about today, which is I've had a, a number of conversations in the last couple days, like three or four conversations, where it kind of boiled down to how when, when all else fails, when, when people aren't meeting us where we want to be met, when we aren't getting uh, the respect that we wish we would have, whether that's uh, warranted or not, the thing that we can still do is to take responsibility for our own behavior in the situation and essentially take responsibility for more than we would normally have to take responsibility for. And sometimes it's not more than we would have to take responsibility for. Sometimes it's just taking responsibility for things that we should be taking responsibility for. Your health. That bill that still needs to be paid. You know, cleaning up the house. Doing the dishes. Whose turn is it to clean up the cat poop on the floor? That sort of thing. And ideally, the people in our lives meet us where we need to be met and you know want our success and wish us well and <clears throat> and are good partners in that but we can't control that this is what i found myself saying several times is that that's nice yeah ideally that's what happens is somebody meets you where you deserve to be met. You're doing the work. They're not. They should step up. But, unfortunately, that's not how relationships work. You know, you are probably not the person to tell that person, hey, you need to step up. Somebody else in their life needs to tell them that. And you can't control that situation. Even if somebody tells them that, it might not be, they might not be ready to hear it. What you can do is control what you do in the circumstance. And, you know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe the thing that needs to happen is you need to step up so that 
uh, the other person um, gains some respect for you because you're doing the thing that they're not doing. And maybe you do it in a way where they actually lose respect for you because that's not the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Maybe you're supposed to be doing something else. I think sometimes in life we think that the desired outcome is fairness when in fact that's not the that's not the real desired outcome the desired outcome we have is we want people to respect us we want people to like us we want people to love us we want people to desire us that's the outcome we want and fairness doesn't get you there a lot of times things being fair works in some situations and that's nice but I don't think it should be the outcome that we are searching for I felt this many times we in my own marriage we have basically never asked for things to be fair somebody told us early on they said if you're both doing it right you should both feel like you're doing 90% of the stuff and certainly when kids are little Boy, does it feel that way. It was really helpful that they articulated that to us because we did feel like we were doing most of the stuff. And we were able to say to each other, do you feel like you're doing 90% of the stuff? Because I sure do. And you could say, well, let's see, that's fair. You both felt like you were doing 90% of the stuff. But as we became more mature in our marriage, it became clear that that's not what marriage is about. The, The goal of marriage is not to reach a point where you're splitting the chores of life evenly for the sake of some sort of efficiency. The goal of life is to, well, the goal of a marriage is not to split the chores evenly so that, you know, things are as efficient as possible. The goal of a marriage is to be madly in love with each other for as long as possible, and when you lose that, to regain it. Nowhere in that goal does it say that Splitting things 50-50 is the way to get that. Now, it's it's not like it will always be one way or always the other, right? Sometimes we love someone because we're taking care of them. Sometimes we resent someone because we're taking care of them. The situation is fluid and will change over time. But the point is we need to keep our eye fixed on the goal. What do I need to do right now? to strengthen, bolster, regain that feeling of the other person desiring me, loving me, respecting me. And the same is true in relationships, other relationships. Right? It's not about fairness. It's about those other feelings. And we lose sight of that truth when we let ourselves think that it's just about things being fair. Why do we think that? What cultural thing makes us feel like it's about fairness? I think maybe it's because culturally we've... I think culturally both both sides are primed to think that the other side has it better, let's say in a, in a marriage between a man and a woman, right? The men feel like they're holding down a job while the 
the mom is home with the baby and like they're doing, you know, maybe it's a shitty job and they don't like it, but they're doing it anyways for the sake of the family. And like, that's doing more than half. It sure feels like it. Whereas the mom feels like she's holding down everything domestically. And you know, there's the dad stuck in a shitty job that he resents and comes to resent them. And can't he do better? And that sure feels like more than half. And then there's this idea that somehow, uh, that somehow each partner doing half of everything or sort of seeing that as equal is, is the solution, but it's not. It's actually each partner stepping up and recognizing what they need and what the particulars of your situation are and figuring out the path forward. But it's not about figuring out the path towards equality of effort. It's a path towards figuring out how both people can be happy. And maybe that means the mom finds a career and the dad stays home with the kid and does their thing. Maybe that's the dad supports the mom going to school while taking care of the kid. Like, there's nothing in the situation that's about equality. It's about where are you at now? What can be done? Because what I know about what it means to be a human being is that striving, sacrificing towards something gives us meaning and makes us happy, right? Having a goal, working towards it, sacrificing your energy, your time towards the thing gives us meaning so long as we continue to define it that way to ourselves. It's when you feel stuck in life. It's when you feel like you took the wrong path and now you're doing some shitty thing that you don't want to do because you had that sort of noble goal, but you didn't keep leaning into it and have a clear path of how you're going to get from there to a place where you're happier. Even if you don't have a clear path, keep working towards that, right? You can't just make one sacrifice, live by its consequences for the rest of your life and think you're going to be happy. I just watched, uh, so I've been obsessed with High School Musical, as maybe you guys know, I can't remember. Yeah, I did a couple episodes about it. And then I decided to watch another Zac Efron movie from the same time, which is uh, 17 Again, which is quite a good movie, actually, in which Zac Efron, at 17, gets his high school girlfriend pregnant, is really excited about it, marries her, gives up his uh, potential for a college basketball scholarship, gets a job and supports the family, and then spends the next 17 years, 18 years, complaining about how he could have done this, he could have done that, and he lets his life slip away from him because of this one noble sacrifice that he made right? Sacrificing his dream of going to college on the basketball scholarship for the sake of this other thing that he also valued, which was marrying his high school girlfriend and having a family with her. And what happens is that he makes the first sacrifice good. He feels good about himself, right? But then he fails to continue to adapt and change his life going forward. 
so that that sacrifice continues to have meaning and doesn't hold him back, but is actually the backbone of the meaning in his life. And, spoiler alert, through some magical properties, he returns to being the age of 17 and gets to sort of exist alongside his now teenager kids and essentially try to undo the shitty job that he's done as a dad so far and try and save his marriage, which is on the rocks. And what he discovers is that there's a lot more meaning to his life if he lets go of the bitterness that he holds from that. Uh, It's not even from his initial sacrifice. The bitterness is essentially his failure to then keep pushing in the direction of what he wants to do with his life. So... I guess that's my point. It's a great example of it, and it's a really funny movie if you are into that sort of thing. It holds up well. It was made in 20, no, 2009, 2008, and it holds up well. Um, but the point is, you know, here you are in life. Maybe the situation you find yourself in requires some sort of sacrifice on your part to reclaim the thing that you actually want, which is the vibrancy, health of your relationships, whatever that is. And that's going to require a sacrifice on your part of more than perhaps you bargained for. And maybe you make that sacrifice happily at first. But then over time, if you don't keep telling yourself why you're doing it, what you're doing next, how you're going to change your own situation so that you're happy, and continue calibrating that towards what you need to do to to, uh, get the thing you want out of the relationships in your life, then you will become embittered to those sacrifices that you originally made in good faith. And you'll start telling yourself a different story, which is that it's the other person's fault when really it's your own fault for failing to go beyond that first step. First steps are good, but it's about more than just the first step. You've got to be on a a continued process of leaning into that goal. And it doesn't ever go away. My wife and I have been married for 15 years now. We've had our ups and downs. My best friend, I love her dearly, good place but marriage is hard at times all relationships are hard at times I have friends I'm no longer friends with I have friends that I fell out of being friends with and then patch things up you've got to work at it and there will be plenty of times in life where something happens that doesn't feel fair and it just doesn't matter That's not the outcome to be looking for. Instead, you need to define the outcome that you want, right? A healthy friendship. A vibrant partnership. A loving marriage. And you've got to figure out what you need to do to work towards that. And not let your eyes get clouded by this idea that it's about fairness. Thanks as always for listening. Talk tomorrow.